0: Episode 105 of the MLS Aces Podcast, this is your host Tom Sweezy and I am joined by the two usual co-hosts of this podcast, The guy who hasn't been on in two weeks, Uncle Sam Nelson.
1: Hey guys, I am so excited to be back. I've been missing all the good stuff, so I'm happy to be back here.
0: You have missed a two week, a, a big two weeks, but someone a who hasn't, Jason, Jason V. Vang, how you doing
2: bud? What's up? I am. I am well, a little tired, but you know that's how it always is, right?
0: Yeah, you know, you've been you told me before we started recording you've been working on the Women's World Cup preview for the Full Press podcast or other
2: podcasts that
0: we do. So, you know, you've been putting in some hard work there.
2: Yeah, I spent a couple hours uh, leading up to this. <laughs> so, if I if I start like talking gibberish, it's because I just spent like many hours researching soccer.
0: If you start talking about Kristen Press and Megan Rapinoe and stuff, you know, we know why. Yeah. Well, got it. Uh right. this episode, episode 105, like I said, is brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. I'll talk to you guys about that a little bit later, but if you want to find us on social media, we are at MLS Aces on Twitter, MLS underscore Aces on Instagram, and we have a website, www.mlsaces.com. Today, or literally just maybe, I don't know, like 30 minutes ago, I uploaded the MLS Aces Week 13 Team of the Week, um... Every single week, I do a team of the week. I try to put out some type of blog. I put out last week a blog about the Marcus Beasley and Chad Marshall retiring. And going into that, let's talk about Chad Marshall. Uh, Jason, you and I, of course, another big piece of news dropped
2: after we hit the
0: record (laughs) stop button. I wouldn't have it any
2: other way. I would not have it any other
3: way.
0: Exactly. So Chad Marshall, (laughs) Seattle Sounders, Columbus Crew um, center back, announced he is retiring from professional soccer. The 34-year-old had over 250 games for the Columbus Crew, over 150 games for the Sounders, 12 games for the US Men's National Team. He is a two-time MLS Cup winner, four-time Supporter Shield winner, one-time US Open Cup winner, three-time MLS Defender of the Year, and four-time MLS Best 11 player. Um, I'm going to start with Sam since you haven't had, you know, a, the the ability to have some MLS takes in the last few weeks. Chad Marshall, what was your thought of the announcement of his retirement and then, I guess, his career as a whole?
1: Well, I mean, overall, I'm pretty bummed out because Chad Marshall has been excellent uh, these past few years for Seattle. He's He's been looking great in his partnership with Kim Key He has been uh, shocking, to say the least, about how good it's really been. So it's unfortunate to see him go, but you look at him, and he's 34. He looks like he's, like, 68, but, you know. He just—it's aged him. This league has aged him. I got no laughs on that, so I'm really bummed out right now. I—I I was laughing,
0: <laughs> but I muted my mic.
1: <laughs> oh come on! I thought that was a pretty good
0: one. It was good. Okay. I really wish he went with 69, but it's fine.
1: Well, I—I I didn't want to make the 69 joke because I figured it's not episode
2: 69.
1: What do yeah, on episode. You guys one? just made like three jokes, like just by <laughs> mentioning it. Like it's not. No, That's what all that we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, I mean. Stats, stats uh, alone, just, you know, his accolades paint a picture. You know, 250 games with the crew, 150-plus games with the Sounders. Um, he's played for – he's got caps for the men's national team, won two MLS Cups. Um, You know, 3 times de- MLS Defender of the Year is just – that's a crazy stat. I don't – I'd have to go back and look. I wish I'd pulled this up if one of you guys has this stat. how is he, like, the one who's won it, like, the most? Like, th- is three times the most an MLS defender has won the – Defender of the year.
0: I'll dive into uh, some research, that,
1: but you know that sounds like a lot. i back. Like three—it's only a you know a twenty-one, twenty-two year old league, like so three straight, or not three straight, but three total is pretty darn impressive. So that's really wild to me. Um, so it, he's a loss for the league, and um, as a as a fan who likes to watch Seattle play games, it'll be unfortunate to not see him there.
2: Huh. Yeah, I mean, uh. Okay, well, I got. a little Jason, update. sorry,
0: before you go, Chad Marshall has the most Defender of the Year awards with three. Oh,
2: Carlos that alone that by the way.
0: Yep, yeah, Carlos Bocanegra has two, and Robin Fraser has two.
2: I like how they have like a second, third, fourth, fifth now. It's just funny. It's fun. Yeah, you got to get um, votes in there. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, there's not much more to say besides what Sam said. I mean, this, this guy's one of the best defenders the league has ever seen. Obviously the three MLS defenders of the year prove it um, played over 400 games, which is insane. When you think about it, <laughs> that's yeah. just, I don't know how many seasons that is. I don't, I don't know if you said that, but that's, that's ridiculous. Like that's a, that's a lot of games. Um, he's won it all. He's won the U S open cup, the MLS cup, the supporter shield. He's been in the best 11 defender of the year. I mean, he retires. He goes out as one of, you know, the league's best and he'll be remembered for a long time. And it's it's like kind of bittersweet seeing players like this go where we're getting a couple now where these these uh, older players who have, you know, been there for like the, this huge growth of the league are starting to retire. And it's it's fun to, you know, look back on their careers. But it's at the same time, it's sad to see, you know, see them go.
0: No, I mean, I think in the past week, we've lost, not like that sounds bad, like we have seen the retirement
2: <laughs> of uh,
0: Chad Marshall, Sal Zizo, Demarcus Beasley, like three guys who, you know, definitely have done it in different ways and have had success in their own ways. But three guys who, you know, if you watch Major League Soccer, or you're familiar with Major League Soccer, you know their names. So it's uh it, it's kind of, it sucked to see them go and it sucks to see them go, but it does make a little more sense why the Sounders went out and got a DP center back in Xavier Ariaga. Um I didn't really understand the signing when we talked about him either last week or two weeks ago, but with the news of Chad Marshall retiring it makes complete sense that they needed a uh, a center back. And final question about this and wrap this up. Would you guys be cool? You know, they named the MVP award after Landon Donovan, all that stuff. Would you be cool with the MLS Chad Marshall Defender um, of the Year Award?
2: Um, yeah, or, I or think I would. Or do you hate the
0: idea of players' names being involved in award
2: names? I mean, regardless of whether I like it or not, They've already done it, so if they did it once, <laughs> they're gonna do it again. Like very hey, true. I'd be more surprised if they just left it as MLS Defender of the Year when <laughs> they already have like the Landon Donovan MVP. It just it would it would just seem weird. Like the consistency is just way off. So I mean, I'm not opposed to it from that from that standpoint. I, I'd be fine with that. I think that's. I mean, he's won it three times more than any any player, so he's definitely deserving of of that title. I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I would. I think it'd be pretty great. I think he's definitely earned it. Um, with you know, <laughs> he, winning it three three times uh, is a huge deal. And then it's funny because when you think like best defender in MLS like of all time, Chad Marshall is not the guy you think of, but he is the most consistent defender I would say, uh, yeah. year in and year out. So that I would say would earn him that title. So I, like I think it's point. pretty cool.
0: I like that point. He's not the most talented defender we've seen in Major League Soccer. He's probably not even the most talented defender every single year he's been in the league. But he, like you said, he's the most consistent guy, and he's the guy who brings the most success around him.
2: And, I, uh,
0: and he finished runner-up in Rookie of the Year to Clint Dempsey. So,
2: damn. I I'm not, like, a huge fan of, you know, naming these after players, especially for a league that's, like, really sort of still kind of a new thing like i almost feel like it hasn't been around long enough where it's like we could be making these massive claims like yeah sure he's been he's been you know one of the best to date but i don't know i just i i have a little i i get why they would name it after players and stuff but i just like um i don't really know what i'm trying to say i i'm not i'm not I don't love the idea of naming it after a player, but if they have to, I think he's he's deserving
1: completely just, there just think about this, Jason in thirty years when m l s is all of a sudden one of the top <laughs> leagues in the world, and some eight year old <laughs> albanian kid just won you know ml or the chad marshall defender of the year award <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna go back and be like who the fuck is chad marshall <laughs> who the fuck a Chad marshall? <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen and it's gonna be hilarious and someone's gonna win it like eight times
2: and we're all gonna exact. be like he won the chad, hey, chad marshall award and the guy's like wait shouldn't that be my name now
0: <laughs> yeah there'll be, be people like us who will be, sit there and be like "Heh, fucking chad marshall everyone remembers him <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: knows that guy. But we yeah, so like,
2: We'll oh, be exactly. fifty. We'll be fifty and they'll be like, Who the fuck is Chad Marshall? And we'll be like, Let me tell you. Kids down, nowadays,
1: please. them fucking assholes, they don't even these remember. These fuckers don't even know like, for Chad
2: Marshall. It's like he won <laughs> three times Defender of the Year. And and the, these kids are like, Yeah, but this guy won eight and we're just like all right,
1: shut but
3: up. those three times. <laughs> and fucking Sergio Ramos Jr. is fucking just dominating the league. And Do
0: uh, uh, you want to get to the actual action that happened this last week? Because there was a shit ton of games, and we're not going to run through all of them, but we'll we'll try to do our best.
2: God help us all. The actual action. I like so that. So I'm
0: going to bring up a team name, and you guys got to give me – we'll go Sam and then Jason every single time. You guys got to okay. give me a yes or a no if we want to talk about that team and their result, okay? No. Oh, Fans okay. of the teams will
1: hate us.
3: <laughs> it's
0: fine. Then if, if we don't talk about your team, then your team should be better. That That's pretty much how it goes.
1: Yeah. I've yet to get angry tweets. I feel like I need to start pissing people off more.
0: More hot takes is what I need. Um, <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps. Caps. Yes. Yes. Okay, then Vancouver Whitecaps had two games this week. A midweek game, a 2-2 draw versus the New York Red Bulls, and then a uh, Saturday game, I'm pretty sure, it was a 2-1 win over FC Dallas. Um, Sam, I'll let you go first. You can talk about either game, both games, a specific player, a specific set of performances, whatever you want. I'm going to let you take the floor on the Whitecaps. Perfect. Hold
1: up. My notes just – there's my notes. Anyway, I want to talk about the game against Dallas, uh, and specifically, and what I now see in the notes, the Adnan banger against Dallas was absolutely
3: banger. amazing.
1: <laughs> that goal, like just curved top corner, like couldn't have been any more perfect in the upper ninety, and it was just the most beautiful goal I've seen this year.
0: Yeah, Ali Adnan, I put a piece up about him on MLSaces.com, and go check it
3: out. He Read that.
0: He is so fucking talented. Like, he is so much better. And, like, I I hate saying this as a fan of MLS and obviously a person who podcasts about MLS every single week. But he is so much better than what the league's quality is right now. Like, he's just... So is Carlos
1: Vela.
0: I mean, exactly. But so is Javinko, and so is these guys. So I guess it's not a bad thing. But Ali Adnan just adds such a presence offensively and defensively for the Vancouver Whitecaps that was completely missing early on in the season before they signed him on loan from uh, Udinese in Syria. Uh, His performances and that goal, I'm just... He he interests me so much, and I don't know why.
1: (laughs) I agree. I'm going to have to go and read this piece, though now and and just uh learn more about the dude i didn't even realize he was on loan but i definitely didn't think he was going to last at vancouver very long
0: i mean he may not last i think it was a short loan to be completely honest so they have to decide sure. if they're going to pick him up this summer um but don't quote me on that one it's not like we're being recorded or anything like that um <laughs> we're good jason you said you wanted to talk about the white caps yeah. is there anything about the dallas game the Red Bull game anything in
2: general I mean, I just want to touch on, like, the week they had. I think, you know, this was a really solid week for them. Um, and, you know, they, they've they had – obviously, you know, we talked at the beginning of the season. They had a ton of, you know, turnover, and we've brought it up, you know, week in and week out. But they're starting to uh, look a little bit better. It took them a while. I mean, they didn't get a, a win until, what, like week seven. So it took them a little bit, but – It's interesting to me because of how they ended last season, pretty much like with a a fire in the locker room, like straight up fire. You're always
0: trying to bring up the fire.
2: I I said that and I was like, (laughs) damn, I did not know if there was another word. I I was like, I should have chosen another word. I said like an inferno. (laughs) Yeah, but a fire sounds like good, like in the locker room. I'm not oh, trying to say that it's playing. a Chicago Fire fan either. Yeah, you, you won't got. have
0: to worry about it because it'll be Chicago City SC in like a year or two.
1: Uh, <sighs> I've missed that. <laughs> Why <How you laughs> to do me like that? Yeah, <laughs> that, was that was harsh.
0: All right, back to your point on the anyway, big
2: ups <laughs> So I didn't expect them to, you know, be this amazing team, you know, right out of the gates or even at all this season. But they've they've really um, impressed me in the in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've had two draws and a win recently, but going back the uh, the last six, they now have three wins in their last six and only one loss. So they obviously are, you know, starting to figure things out, and it'll be uh, fun to watch them go, go from here and see if they can maybe sneak into the playoffs. I think right now they're either right, right on the edge. I don't know. It's still early, so anything can happen. But, yeah, they're in ninth, but only one point below the seventh spot so it'll be interesting
0: no, i agree i think this whitecaps team is interesting to me they're not a playoff team this season but if they can have another full off season of what mark Santos wants to do and build upon the positive pieces they have in an ali adnan if they can bring him in uh permanently uh maxime crapaud has been one of the best goalkeepers He's even done. though he you know the goals allowed against him are you know, it doesn't look great, but his performances, he keeps the Whitecaps in so many games. Uh Doniel Henry has played so much better under Mark Dos Santos than he did last season or the year before. So this team has positive pieces and has something positive moving forward that I think even next season is when we're going to see the Whitecaps take that next step forward. I don't think it's this season. I think there needs to be some more player adjustments, some more time I guess to, to gel maybe even towards the end of the season we see really great white caps play and they sneak into a playoff spot but this team is interesting um, anything anything else about the White Caps before I pick another team that we can decide on uh, they score nice goals they yeah. do, they do. <laughs> um, it's
1: cold there
0: yeah it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's a little chilly Bam. but you know they got a stadium they have a, a, a roof to their stadium
1: yep you're right
0: all right, uh, FC Dallas.
1: Oh, uh, I guess I'm supposed to go first. No.
0: Okay, as a questionable no, Jason.
1: Um, <laughs> I
2: just have something small to say about them, and yeah. uh, I mean, you wrote it in here too. The losses of Pomacon and Curiel at the U20 World Cup, I think, are having a, a decent impact on them. I mean, both of those guys are obviously they're they're very young players, but they have performed pretty well for Dallas. So it's kind of uh interesting to see how Dallas will, you know, fill those holes where they don't have those guys and you know what happens when they come back.
0: And to that point, they haven't filled those hold w- holes well at all. Uh
2: you know, they have
0: <laughs> yeah. they, they've kind of been just shifting pieces around. I think they're about to lose a Aran- Pablo Aranguez to um the U20 level some friendlies there. So Dallas The youth worked out for them when all the youth youth was there. It was clicking and guys were familiar with each other. But now that Pomichol's gone, Sarillo's gone, Aranguez is leaving, um, you know, not everyone is fully there. This is where Dallas is hurting, and this is where Luchi Gonzalez needs to be a better coach than he is familiar with these younger players. Um, But Pomichol really is key to me, and I do have to say Jesus Ferraro has been an absolute pleasure to watch the season so far he's a kid and he's scoring goals and he's looking like that that number nine that dallas you know hasn't had since ever um uh sam is there anything you want to say about dallas i know you said no but it was also a questionable no
3: <laughs> and... i
1: i'm sorry i'm with it. i was trying to think i just i don't know i they're they're not looking great but they're missing some of their good pieces and oh actually yeah i do want to say something yeah what do we think about jesse gonzalez like as a goalkeeper because <sighs> when jesse gonzalez i believe it was four years ago now switched over and did the one-time switch to the u.s men's national team like i have yet to be impressed by jesse gonzalez at mls level and then i think well, I, I don't we, even think he's gotten the cap for the men's national team we did not. the we did
2: the Men's National Team Gold Cup roster last week, and, I mean, we mentioned, what was it, six goalkeepers ahead of him, and he wasn't even on the list, so yeah. it's not looking good for him, to be quite honest. The only... he's, he's a little too inconsistent. I mean, he, yeah. he can be very good at times, but he's also, you know, gets obviously a lot worse at times.
0: I think that physically, like, his size and his length, is impressive at times. He's six four. He's a big kid and he's all a kid, he's fucking my age. Um he he's twenty three years old, you know. I think that for a goalkeeper, especially that's very young and he's gonna have time to develop and the fact that he's closing in on a hundred caps for FC Dallas is also impressive in my brain. Um but at the same exact time, like you said, he hasn't gotten that cap yet, especially in the US men's national team piece right now that where we're transitioning and guys are getting chances and guys are getting caps and minutes so (sighs) he's he's in my top five I think I would say tough I don't know but I like him I want to like him I want to think that he has a shot at doing something for the US men's national team by his you know 26 27 year old season
2: I would definitely put him in the top five right now I think are
1: we saying
2: top, top five
0: U.S.
1: or
0: top five MLS? Top five top U.S. Five. Yeah, U.S. Okay. Top five yeah, MLS is – yeah, not. he's not top five MLS. Okay. But think that's top what five, I was wondering. I mean, we can quickly run through it. I think it's Stefan. I think Horvath. Steph, For me, yeah. Hamid. Yeah. Um, probably you still have to have Guzan up there. And I would say Jesse Gonzalez is right there with Sean Johnson at five.
2: The only yeah, the only difference awesome. I'd have is uh, Stefan Horvath, Hamid, Sean Johnson, and Jesse Gonzalez. I'm not I'm not huge on Brad Guzan.
0: Fair, I can get I understand why. I know you're not crazy about Jesse Gonzalez, Sam, but I you know I think he's around he's, somewhere.
1: He's a serviceable play. I'm just saying, like the more I watch him, the more I'm just very confused about what like and i'm trying to imagine back to those years ago like what was um like what was the plan well, for
3: zach him doing that? Did was Zach Steffen didn't blow up yet
1: getting... well zach steffen really i don't even think he was in the league yet was he it wasn't his first year that season or
0: he came over and he was playing for the river hounds in usl because he just was brought back by the crew or something like that so zach was steffen... well
1: he got he got drafted um from maryland he went from Germany back to UMD, and then got drafted to Columbus.
0: Okay, whatever. I, the, the, <laughs> I, I'm
1: just. I, yeah, try. I don't really know what. happened. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, no I'm. I'm just trying to, like, really. I'm trying to now Google what year he, um, he did that. <clears throat> um, let's see.
0: Jason, what was your point?
2: I was just gonna say I don't really know. Oh, fuck. What was my point? <laughs>
1: so he announced in 2017 again. that he did the one-time switch. Ah, that, I remember. So it's 2017. Okay, uh, so what's your point?
2: What's my your point mind? was – this is about Jesse Gonzalez, by the way. Um, okay. I don't really know where what his ceiling is, and that's that's my question. Is like, I
0: think he could have a high ceiling.
2: I, just I think, think he has a high ceiling, but is is, very it's very well. him a while to get there. Exactly. So where, where I you mean, look at Zach how, Steffen, who's a year wait, older, though?
0: and he has the same amount of caps in MLS as Jesse Gonzalez does, and he's won a goalkeeper of the year award, and he's performed well on a club level in Major League Soccer already, where Jesse Gonzalez is playing inconsistently every single week for Dallas.
1: Uh Ah, so I've done my googling, guys. (laughs) So Jesse Gonzalez confirmed in 2017 he did the one-time switch. Yes, 2017 was the the year that Zach Steffen became the starting goalkeeper for Columbus, and it was the 2017 playoffs that fall after the Gold Cup where he made all the saves in um in the penalty shootout for the Crew against Atlanta. So it wasn't until Uh, the fall that really people took out. Yes, it is. (laughs) So.
0: That's, that's I what I thought. So those. that explains that. So yeah, uh, Stefan hasn't blown up yet. So there's your Jesse Gonzalez, Zach Stefan history. Um if you guys were let's move on to I mean this I mean I'm gonna hold out to a vote again. We can move on to the Red Bulls. Sam, what's what's your uh your decision?
1: I can talk about the Red Bulls. Alright,
0: Jason. Uh, I guess so. I'm the tiebreaker here, so you can say no.
2: Um, I mean, we can talk about them briefly.
0: Uh right. So, New York Red Bulls, I kind of wanted to transition from American goalkeeper to American goalkeeper and Luis Robles, who was player of the week for the fucking Red Bulls, player of both games. Um, he had five saves in the 2-2 draw against the Whitecaps, keeping them in the game, especially with the Whitecaps having a stupid amount of positive counterattack play. And then the Red Bulls' 2-0 win over FC Cincinnati had four huge saves. He stopped two Fernando Wadi shots. Um, there was a Frankie Amaya long-distance beautiful looking shot that Robles just came up and Superman saved. It was an absolute amazing week for him and I mean taking away watching these two games the Red Bulls didn't look great. Luis Robles kept them in the games and they got results because of him.
1: Yeah, which is a brutal thing to say when they were playing <laughs> <with> Matty. <Maddie. But laughs> can we just say that Um, uh, the one thing I wanted to say was it, who was it for? Um, the Red Bulls that kicked Fernando Addy right in the groin. Oh. Like, like, like he obviously <laughs> would have scored both of those goals if he didn't get kicked in the dick in the second minute. Like,
0: I don't know who it was,
1: but I did see that. It, I mean, I hurt to watch. Yo, man. Adi was pissed off. That I would game. have been heated.
0: He was just like talking shit like to himself, like every. But it it happened because he got kicked in the dick, and then. Yeah. Robles just was making stupid save after stupid save. Adi was just like, I'm fucking Well, that
2: that first save was, like, just him and Robles, basically. Yeah. Yep, one-on-one.
0: And he looked back at Robles, and he was just like, did he really just save that? (laughs) I mean, like, look, I... Brian White had an impressive week for me for the Red Bulls. He had a goal and an assist in, you know, both those games combined. Uh, Kaku came up big in the second game, but Robles just, he's being the captain of the team. And I think that's just, that's all you can ask for out of the guy. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so Robles is like one of the most consistent goalkeepers I've ever seen in MLS. Like, he's going to be the but, MLS but,
0: goalkeeper of the year award when he retires. And,
1: <laughs> and he's never sniffed a cap for the men's national team. I'm not trying to do this one more time, but like, isn't that weird? Like, Has he really not? That, He's been called into camp, I think, like twice, but I don't know if he's ever gotten a cap.
0: I feel like he's huh. been the number three goalkeeper, like, on a roster before. Like, he's been, like, the Nick Romano of, like, a roster before, but has he really not gotten a full cap?
1: Oh, he has three caps. Okay. When I did think... those come? Um, Let's see. Like, that 2001. He be... <laughs> was in 2009. He made his debut in the 2009 Gold Cup in a game that ended 2-2 against Haiti. Let's see. Then he returned for a friendly in 2016 against Iceland. And then he made his third cap in a friendly against Jamaica in 2017, but was subbed out at halftime.
0: I mean, look, the guy, he's, again, he's, I feel like he's a Chad Marshall-level guy where he's just consistent, great, fantastic MLS legend. And over 200 appearances for the Red Bulls, like, He's he knows how to do it in Major League Soccer, and he's done it very well. He's uh you know he's never won the MLS Cup, but he's he's won his trophies, and he's been respected as a great goalkeeper in this league.
1: Do you think he's a product of his system though? Like Red Bulls have like that system that they play through that no matter what happens, even when Jesse Marsh left, like the system remained the same. Like it was the same idea. Do you think that he's a product of his system that he's like? showing as good as he is or do you think he's just a super legit goalkeeper that's just not getting a shot i mean like no he still no makes national team level
2: he still makes like incredible saves yeah that's what does. i was gonna I say just,
1: i just like, don't understand like
2: he might benefit from the fact that they have a very consistent system in place but he still at the end of the day has to make these saves and he does it week yeah. in and week out so
1: I'm trying to play like devil's advocate for because I just don't get it and I really like him. <laughs> so, but no, to, there's got to be a reason, right? To
0: me, I think Robles is – he's not the biggest goalkeeper. He's not the most athletic goalkeeper, but I think he's very intelligent. And I think he does understand what the New York Red Bull system is, and I think he – takes his understanding of that and plays it to his advantages. If that makes sense. I don't think he's a system goalkeeper. I think he's a smart goalkeeper. That's going to take the, the, the advantages that the Red Bull system has, and he's going to play with those strengths. Well, and he's always had great center backs in front of him on, on top of that. I'm not taking away from his ability, but he's always had Matt Miazga. He's always had, you know, now Tim Parker and Aaron long. Like he's had these guys in front of him in recent years who've, who have been good, who have been very good center backs.
2: Honestly, like, the way I see it is, like, you play for the team that you play for. I mean, it's not like you have a choice at, at some point. I guess you do. But you can't really penalize a guy for being good in a certain system when, you know, like, why, why would he leave the system, I guess? I don't really know what I'm, what I'm trying to say, to be honest. So if you do, <laughs> you can help me out here. No, I got <laughs> you.
1: You're, you're saying, like, you can't, like, fault a guy because he's good at what he does because his team mates around him, like, help him to be better. Like, the system works for him, so why would you leave and screw yourself just to try to prove that you're good? It's well far- said, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking your idea and running with it, Jason.
2: <laughs> it I mean, that's really what I was trying to say. It's like, you can't really penalize him for being like, oh, he's on this team that always has good center backs and they have a great system. It's like, yeah, that's true, but, you know... He's still the guy making those saves. Exactly. And yeah, I, Greg I, I with that. <laughs>
0: Um, Overall about the Red Bulls, in their last seven, they've won five of those last games, drawn one, lost one. They've turned around an ugly start to their season. They're not the same Red Bulls team. I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't think they're the same Red Bulls team of last year, the year before, or 2015, um, or 2016, I guess. But this Red Bulls team is in the current state of the Eastern Conference, is still a team to reckon with. Uh, Not that they looked fantastic against FC Cincinnati, but they pulled out a win, and that's all that matters. Uh, Anything else you guys want to say about the Red Bulls, Sam, Jason, you can before I uh, move on to the next team.
1: I'm good.
2: I'm all right
0: as well. Okay, our favorite (laughs) team, the San Jose Earthquakes.
1: Sam? I thought you were going to say, like, Montrealers. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I can do without talking about San Jose this week, unless you guys want to. I don't mind either way. Jason, man,
2: I, this is the one week I actually would have talked about them, and I don't want to. <laughs> wait, wait.
0: So you want to or you don't? I'm so I, I was confused by that sentence. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna
1: say what was he saying?
2: <laughs> I'm trying to say. All right, fuck, dude. I just he's tired. Yeah. Kristen Press, remember her? <laughs> anyway. Um, so I do F- want
0: okay. I want to talk about San talk Jose about too. So, Jason, I'll let you go.
2: Um, first of all, this this is just hard for me to talk about because they just killed the fire. But uh, <laughs> they did this week. They beat uh, Toronto two to one, um, which was just a solid win. You know, because Toronto is you know decently whatever decent. Um, <laughs> they decent. They're decently they had, decent. Yep. They had no Pozuelo, Bradley, or Osorio in this game, but um, which which allowed for Toronto to you know, start some of their younger kids, which is always good to see. Um, but fucking Wando, man. <laughs> you can't stop scoring. You're very angry
0: about Wando.
2: He has six goals in two games, and four of them came against the fire. I have every deserving right <laughs> to be angry that he had like this crazy resurgence in his – two
0: weeks. Look, now he's at career goal number 150 after. Good for after him. First pass. of all, it's good for him. Okay. Beautiful. No, I think Jason, <laughs> I think you and I downplayed the goal record last week a little bit after listening. We definitely to the did. Episode. It's, it's crazy that, I mean, at this point he has 150 goals in major league soccer. And, you know, I think we said it correctly last week that, or maybe we didn't say this last week. I don't remember who said it, but He's not a soccer player whose level was past Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer is his forte, and he's not going to go overseas and play in the EPL, Bundesliga, Serie A, wherever you're going to go play. Major League Soccer was yeah. his his perfect place to play his, soccer. His and,
2: ceiling, really.
0: Yeah, and he did it fantastic. And 150 goals is nothing to knock at in a professional league. Um, so congratulations to him. And hopefully, you know what? Like I'm all for it. Like I'm whatever about, you know, things that have happened in the past with certain goals or non-goals against a certain country in certain Europe. Um, But I want him to score more. Fuck it. Why not? Keep going, Wando. (laughs) Let's let's get to 175 by the end of the season. I mean, it's super
2: impressive what he's doing.
0: It is. Uh, And then Christian Espinoza on top of it. He had two assists this week, and he's really been one of the main sources of getting Wando the ball, especially during these last two weeks. Him and Jackson Ewell have been fantastic. Um, and I don't think not enough, I guess, praise go to them, too, for doing what they've done to help Wando and San Jose have three in, three wins in their last four and have a complete turnaround of what the season was looking like early on with four losses. So, I mean San Jose. I get to see them play, uh, you know, on the road at DC this weekend, and I'm very excited to, you know, maybe see Wando have a fucking five goal game.
2: That's actually going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, at this, I mean, technically, it's getting lower in goals as the days go, but, but, I mean, <laughs> it's always it's always half, unless it's like some weird pattern that's like four two, four two. And you see another four-goal game, which would just be super trippy. Let's go for it. Let's go for it.
0: Um, And then TFC, Jason, I, I mean, Sam, I, I fucking I don't know who I'm talking to. You. Sam, I know you didn't want to talk about San Jose, <laughs> but anything about TFC, especially since they haven't won in their last five games?
1: They just, I don't know, they look very weak without, um, you know, their, their star players right now. And I think once they get everyone back, they're just going to be as good as they were when, you know, they first got in. Impazuelo to start with like they'll they'll show back up around up again. I don't know if they're going to make a consistent run for the playoffs. Like if they just continue to have these struggles, like right now they're in seventh place with 17 points, but they're tied with the fire who also have 17 points. Like it's a very close tight knit from, from six down to 10 right now. So, or six down to 11 even. So it's been just kind of, um kind of interesting to see what they do. I I don't think they're going to remain consistent Unless they can really turn things around um, and bring everyone back together.
0: I'm with you there. I'm with you there. All right. Let's move on. RSL.
2: <coughs> nah.
0: No. Okay.
1: I just I, pre- I just appreciate that they beat Atlanta. Anytime a team beats Atlanta, I just kind of enjoy it. Oh, true. So
0: are we, are, nice. we gonna, are we talking about Atlanta, yes or no?
1: Just to make fun of them for 30 seconds.
0: Uh uh-huh. So uh, I'm gonna say, I'm going to say we we're not going to talk about this one but RSL did beat Atlanta United this week 2 to 1. Um pretty good game for RSL to to take care of Atlanta United and once again Atlanta United looking frustrated under Frank De Boer. And the only thing I do want to say about this game was did you see at the end so Jefferson Saverino Scored a goal in the 90th minute to win the game. Fucking walk-off, buzzer-beater, <clears throat> home run to win the game, whatever the fuck you want to like call it for a soccer equivalent. <laughs> it was a sick-ass moment for Jefferson Saverino, so good on him. But after Savarino scores that goal, Frank DeBoer's face looked like he was about to start crying, and all you see on the TV is um, Josef Martinez walking off the field with a rip down the front of his jersey like he just went Incredible Hulk on the motherfucker it was incredible to see. Like I, I'm not like against Atlanta United, but like, it's nice to see them be humbled a little bit. Come back down to earth. Exactly. Like I'm not against Atlanta United. I think their fans have a lot to be proud about. Like good for you for what you've created in such a short amount of time. And I think that that should be the standard for a lot of MLS teams. Cough, cough, new England revolution, but like it's, just just be humbled, because the major league soccer machine will get everyone. You're not you're not above it. <laughs> and speaking yeah. of those revs, are we talking about them, Sam?
2: Ooh, this is uh, a fun question for Sam.
1: Uh, the revs. Yeah, I guess well, I guess I kind of have to, well, no Re- not...
0: Revs DC. What? Well, well, how about the game Revs yeah. DC? Yeah,
1: I'll talk about Revs DC. We'll uh, say we're
0: talking
2: about the uh, DC.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about DC. Let's not talk about the Revs. Let's talk about you about DC. You know First what, thing. Sam? I'm not gonna really give any opinion. Maybe like a 30 second thing at the end, but I'm gonna let you just
1: talk about this game, man. Hey, what the fuck? Like, I have oh, a. disappeared. god, I, mean... I was It's gonna say, Are "You guys ready?" Because I have note cards. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh man, like, how are you gonna let a goalkeeper get a red card, and then look like shit, and let them score on you, with ten men, and then you look, you just look terrible, when you have one more guy than their team does, (laughs) for like, most of that fucking game, and then, you're just lucky, lucky to get a penalty, like, it's amazing, (laughs) honestly, New England earned that win, and like, they just... Like it's just very unlucky that they did not win that game because they they deserve that win. That being said, Bruce Arena's a fucking bitch still. But like,
3: oh,
1: hot takes. I, I I just never I don't like Bruce Arena. Like I think he just pissed me off with the US Men's National Team. I don't think he's going to do anything but keep things the same in in New England. And that um, what's his name? Who's the, Robert Kraft is just a fucking asshole who's just going to keep hiring whoever the next big name coach is. They're going to suck. They're going to fire them at the end of the season and just restart next year.
0: I'm going to clip this. I'm going to throw it
1: on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just – that's where I'm at right
0: now. So are you hashtag Maybe I'm a little Lapper bit in?
1: <laughs> Who?
0: Mike Lapper, <laughs> the, the interim head coach.
1: Oh, God, that's right. Yeah,
0: he's undefeated in his, in his three games right. so far as manager of the Reds. in. No, Lapper. We're talking about
1: Lapper. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I don't see why not, right? Like, he, I mean, they definitely should have gotten the no, win. No, no, this is the classic, it. man, you mess up. That this this, they is, literally the way, this is the thing. But, yeah, the, the but Jason, did you see Arsene Wenger playing in that charity match, outrunning Zanedin Zidane? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he fucking All does. I'm saying is do not
2: hire the interim head coach instantly. With, like, the
3: the one who mean? has no
1: experience? How weird. <laughs> this is not
2: how it works. I mean, I'm I proud of, you know, he should be proud of that undefeated in three games, but like.
1: But I think Maybe of... Montreal should sign him.
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> or. <laughs> going Mike Maybe Cincinnati should.
1: Because
0: um, their fucking
2: interim isn't working out. Maybe but... DC should, listen. because that coach player thing for Wayne Rooney is kind of kind of rough.
0: It's not it's not working out well. Uh Jason, did you have anything you want to say about the Revs DC game?
2: Um I thought I thought I heard
0: you say something. If you don't, you, you don't have to.
2: I mean Sam said it said a lot, but uh that <laughs> was just a red, car, yeah, red card. red card is ridiculous. Yo, Matt
0: Turner fucking just came really out of nowhere. That. Randy That's
2: Orton. <laughs> that was like I, did he forget what he was playing? Like that was a full-on just like body check. Yeah, he went back to like the
0: WWE video games when you were a kid <laughs> and just fucking. RKO. Like I'm surprised he
2: didn't have a chair with him when he did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's a ladder match. Just fucking take <laughs> out chairs on the
2: just... field. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh shit. That's all I had to say. He got up and he
1: knew. That it was, it was one, one of the most player,
2: absurd like, red cards I've seen. You know, in a while. he
1: got up
0: and then the the ref came over to him and like started pulling out the red card and like his face at first was like shocked, like what the fuck <laughs> did you think was gonna happen? Yeah,
3: he was like, he was like wait,
0: like the what?
2: A red yeah. card? Yeah. And oh. then I
0: do have to say, you didn't say it in your little rant there, but um, Brad Knighton making that crazy ass save on the Wayne Rooney free kick following that red card, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that was an unbelievable save from him. Like, obviously, Wayne Rooney got it in at the end with the penalty kick, but, like, Brad Knighton has to get a little bit of credit for saving that game.
1: The, the whole team and the whole defense, like, Brandon By made a number of um, Brandon,
0: blocks. I mean, Brandon By also gave up the, well, the handball at the end of the well, game, too. But.
1: Which was bad, but, like, before <laughs> that, like, it looked amazing. Like, I'm giving Brandon buy all the credit here. <laughs> like, I know Brandon
0: Bye is one of those guys that can play offense and defense. I think equally well, and he. I hope had, they
1: trade him because he deserves better.
0: He does deserve better. Maybe like you know, I don't know, fucking, I, I I don't know where I like to see him go. But who yeah. needs a right back? He seems like a Montreal Impact. We
2: we player. could use him on the fire.
1: <laughs> you guys could you go to Chicago? Chicago, he's probably pretty good. Here I would go. like that in Chicago. Ooh.
0: I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. He's he's a an Eastern Conference player for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, he's from Minnesota too. He could go to um, go to uh, the, the like an, the loose. Nah, That's but we talking. we
2: definitely need him more. <laughs> well, that, I mean, you're not wrong.
3: <laughs> no, nah,
0: he, he gets the he definitely gets the MLS Aces stamp of approval as a as a quality player on a
2: shitty team. I mean, I saw him make one slide tackle this past week that was beautiful, and then that that sold me on wanting him on my team.
0: He can there also you. just put in a beautiful shot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a fan. So Brandon Bye, I'm, you know, if we get him on the podcast ever, I'm, i gonna let Sam talk to him. He's a listener. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, he's a listener. No doubt,
2: doubt. <laughs> Frequent listener. <laughs>
0: Alright, um, let's move on. Let's move on to some of the more important games that happened, and this was just in my head. They were important, they may not be more important to you guys. (laughs) The Um, important
2: games are coming up next.
0: So, Sam, LA Galaxy versus Orlando City, are we talking about this, yes or no?
1: The Galaxy Orlando City? No. Well, the goal was nice, but other than that, no. Alright, Jason? I just have one thing
2: to say. Yeah. If... If Fire ever lose a game in this fashion, I will need to buy a new TV because my foot will be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the,
2: they dom. They oh. I feel like LA had no win business that, winning that, but that's all no, I'll say. They never do. Yeah, nearly nearly put my shoe through the TV if if I was an Orlando fan.
0: I know you guys see the stats I put on the uh, notes in front of you, but Orlando City outshot the Galaxy nineteen to four. David Bingham had to come up with a great game of six saves, and the Galaxy had to make 37 clearances in this game.
1: 37 clearances against Orlando.
0: (laughs) And and, and an Orlando team without Dom Dwyer, nonetheless. Like, they still have Nani, I get it, but... (laughs) like Dom Dwyer is still a, a striker where you're like, okay, if they had 37 clearances against a... Chris Mueller, Dom Dwyer, Nani, starting front line. Like I get it, but
2: that's not the case. It's embarrassing. They shouldn't have won this game.
0: And they won a game without Zlatan on the field too. They snapped a four-game losing streak, and uh, I think they bumped back up to third place in uh, in the West. So
2: yeah, maybe maybe
0: they're turning it back around after a, a little rough stretch.
2: I mean, I wouldn't call this game like a turning it back around game. Like they I'm did not, win, I'm but
0: maybe they're hope. I'm saying maybe they're taking this as like motivation for a little bit of a turnaround. Hopefully, it's motivation that they need to fucking get better. <laughs> maybe uh, they'll realize that they can't just give it to Zlatan. But Jonathan dos Santos is back; he's healthy, so that's all good for Galaxy fans. Um, be gonna? Are we gonna move on to the other team in LA, Sam? Yes or no? Oh yeah. Okay, Jason. Yeah. Okay, LAFC my my favorite team apparently. Um LAFC defeated the Montreal Impact 4 to 2. Carlos Vela had a goal and two assists in this one. Tyler Miller had to come up with six saves. Um Ignacio Piatti is back. He is healthy, but he's not been the same impactful player yet. Um I want to emphasize yet. Um Jason, I'll start with you watching this game, watching the highlights, whatever you want to, you know, talk about at this game. What what did you think?
2: I mean, LAFC is obviously good <laughs> to put it to put it simply. Uh their goal differential is absolutely ridiculous right now. They're at 25 goal differential plus 25 36 goals for 11 goals against. That's the most goals for in the least goals or tied for the least goals against with Atlanta in the entire league, and the goals for like it's not even close. The next best team has twelve less than them, so the next best team has twenty four goals. They have thirty six. They've lost one game. Like I don't really like. Of course, like I I mean, it was against the uh,
0: the Whitecaps. Was it? yes. Yeah,
2: that's so yeah. wild
0: it was it? A, it was a midweek B-team LAFC team versus the Whitecaps.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, this week against uh, Montreal, like, I never expected Montreal to win.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: it sounds yeah. bad, but, like, LAFC is on another level right now, and they just seem, from the very beginning, when, uh, who's their goalie, Montreal? Uh, Evan Bush. Evan Bush, Correct. Evan Brush made that mistake and just, like, gifted LAFC a goal. It's like, you disgusting you can't... Disgusting play. <laughs> <laughs> was it was disgusting. hilarious because, like... I, I watched it and I was like, man, that's what I always try to do in FIFA. But, you can't but, uh... give
0: LAFC a goal like that. Like, they're already gonna put two to three up
2: on you. You can't give yeah. them one like that. I mean, if you, you can give them, them anything. Four. You, can't even, <laughs> you can't even let them sniff the goal. Like... This was this was dead before it started.
0: I mean, I'll quickly go over that goal. It was the first goal of the game. It was the seventh minute. Evan Bush lazily worst. just tried to like clear a ball out of out of right you know, into his own the box Ramirez. and just kicks it right in front of Christian Ramirez, just walking right by him. It just bounces off Ramirez's like ass and goes into the net. Like easy one nothing. Seven minutes into the, the game, butt. Like you're gonna lose. <laughs> uh, Sam, what did you want to say about LAFC? Or I mean. The impact, if you want to talk about
1: that, fucking impact terrible. And then, um <laughs> the best way to describe it was, I guess, when, because when I was watching the replays of the games on ESPN Plus today, and the guy just kept on saying, "This, this final score does not reflect how this game went, not like at all. all.
0: Not like, it all. was just
1: pure luck that um, that Montreal scored two on LA. Like Tyler Miller had a really good game outside of, I mean, one was a penalty kick. Like that's just, you know, that's not usually going to go his way. And then the other goal was really, it wasn't bad. So overall, like LA just <laughs> looks—I don't know—I was trying to be nice. LA just is dominant over every game I've seen them play, and they were even dominant when they lost to uh to yeah, Vancouver. It like it's just—it's just crazy. And this 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 score does not reflect this game. It, it should have been a shutout or four-one. It,
3: yeah, say- it was just
1: Another
0: crazy game. I'd give them the penalty kick. Walker Zimmerman completely Absolutely. took out Anthony Jackson and Mel in, like, I think it was like the 80-somethingth minute, um, and completely give you the penalty kick fine 4-1. But that Eddie Segura, quote-unquote, own goal... Was such bullshit. Maxi Arrudi just looked frustrated as shit, running towards the end line, just kicked it as hard as he fucking could into the box. Like you can just tell he wasn't even aiming it. He was
2: just like Fuck literally this not game, me, and just rocketed that shit is it. That's so funny, dude. That's just so funny to me. Like, he was
0: he was acting like a child with the ball at his feet, and like it just like bounced off Segura and into the net. Like it was just like so un unfa- like, I, I guess unfair because fucking LaFC is unfair against every other MLS team. So why That's not? That's true. So I mean, I mean look, the Impact can't. are still fourth in the East currently, but LAFC is just absolutely running a fucking train on every other team in Major League Soccer right now and it's 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 a little unfair, but you know, whatever. I I kind of like having a team like that right now in uh Major League Soccer. Um Sam, you ready to move on?
2: Um, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready for oh. the uh I'm ready for Sorry, Sam. <laughs> I'm ready for all the hot takes like in a in two months. Like is LAFC the best team ever? Like, oh yeah, I'm I can not wait for those fucking for,
0: like, articles. MLSsoccer.com, I can't wait for Matt Doyle to fucking talk about that. Um and I respect <laughs> Matt Doyle too, but I know he's just gonna come out with it. Yeah, yeah. Um Western Conference, another Western Conference game, Minnesota, Houston. Do you want to talk about this, Sam?
1: I'm good. Jason.
0: Um
2: Nah.
0: All right. Um Minnesota defeated Houston at home, one nothing. The only thing that I wanna say for the Houston fans out there is that um,
1: said, Houston, we have a problem. Question mark? <laughs> oh, it was a question great. mark. Thank oh, you. Oh, that's so great. I was really
0: hoping we, we wanted to talk about this game, but I'll go fuck myself. I didn't guys. even
3: see that until.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so I'm, I'm gonna oh, say it here. No, Houston, you say it right here. Houston, we have a problem. Um, this was Houston's first game this season without Albert Elise in the lineup due to I think he had concussion-like symptoms at the end of last game, so he didn't play in this one. So he had a concussion definitely, but not great with him not in the team. The attack wasn't the same. Obviously they got shut out and there's also rumors Elise is going to be sold during the summer so is this what Houston is going to look like with Elise not in the lineup? Mauro Minotas was getting a shit ton of attention because not all the attention was being drawn away to Elise. Um, Tomas Martinez wasn't he was getting even more attention in the middle of the field as well. Uh, Romel Quioto and Memo Rodriguez weren't doing the same thing that at least do because they're just not the quality of player that he is. So, Houston, I think we have a problem. But um, Definitely a problem. We it's... can we can move on to, I think, probably the most shocking game of the weekend. Um, I this, this might just be personally for me. But, uh, Sam, do we want to talk about the Union hosting the Portland Timbers?
1: Yeah, I'd like to talk about that. All right, Jason.
2: I feel like I called this one out as a game to watch last weekend, in, or last week, and you like made fun of me for it. I might
0: have, I might have.
2: <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to like go on the record saying that you did. That's fine. Um, But yeah, I want to talk about it.
0: All right, Jason, I'll let you start then.
2: Um, Portland win, 3-1. to one. Honestly, I didn't hear if you said the, said the score yet. I did, that's uh, fine. You, you did? did?
0: No, I did not. It's cool.
2: Oh, I'm taking over your role.
0: See what happens Thursday.
2: <laughs> anyway. All right, fine. I won't take over your role. Um. <laughs> Portland, like, I've been kind of like uh, not ready to count them out ever, even after that five-game loss streak.
0: I'll raise but my hand and definitely say I was. And
2: shit on them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they they now have started to, you know, get some results and things are starting to fall their way. And it's still so early in the season that this away uh, stretch, this road stretch that they've been on, hasn't hurt them as, as much as, you know, you might have thought. I mean, they're sitting in 10th right now with 14 points. Um, the seventh spot is Dallas with 18 points. So they're only, you know – about two games out of the playoffs. And I think they're a team that, that is very talented. And I think partly it was, like, just a bad start to the season. I mean, that first game against Colorado was, like, a draw when they, they probably would have won that game if the conditions weren't so shitty. Um, but I think this is a team that is a playoff team and a team that's very good. They just have had a very, you know, I guess unorthodox start to a season and they they go home next week it's against LAFC so I mean that's a it's very a
0: tough first home game.
2: Very tough first home game, but I'm excited for that game to be honest. I think that game is going to be I mean I know I know we usually do the, like the games to watch at the end, but that that's my game to watch because opening up the new stadium you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, I I think it might be a little bit more difficult for LAFC because they're not gonna. I mean, that stadium's gonna be rocking. Like the, those fans have been waiting for that to be opened. It looks beautiful if you've seen the pictures. Yes, it does. Um, and they're gonna be ready, and we might see a, a Portland team that kind of goes on a, a little surge here, and maybe maybe they lose against LAFC, but. That would just be uh, because LAFC is ridiculously good, and mm-hmm. I think less of an indication that Portland is not good.
0: Yeah, Timbers. Joey's gonna go fucking nuts next weekend.
2: He's like, I haven't um, saw wood in like months.
0: <laughs> that's the exact oh impersonation God. of him, um, Sam. That your, was amazing. Your thoughts so far on the Timbers, the Timbers in this game? Um, I will say that they're like, like Jason alluded to. Their 12-game road stretch to start the season is officially over after this uh, Union game. They finished with a record of 4-6-2. and two. So, in my opinion, not as bad as I thought. But, Sam, I'm interested to hear what you have to say.
1: Oh, I think the fact that they got four wins in that road trip is rather impressive. Four, I mean, 4-6-2, and two, I can't complain about that considering uh, how bad they looked at the start of the season. Yeah. I mean, if we go back and we remember... Actually, we remember those first couple weeks where we're like, man, this team looks pretty rough. They lost 4-1 to L.A. Like, <laughs> oh, wait. That's actually a pretty good performance. That's a pretty yeah, good performance. Say, they right? actually <laughs> scored. They did lose 3-1 um, to
0: Cincinnati, though.
1: Oh, you know, it could be worse, I guess. So just be prepared, guys. I, the one thing I'll say is I'm beyond excited to see them play at home against L.A. and then the week after against Houston. But they're going to get the yips again when they play Montreal. <laughs> I just foresee it coming for some reason, and I, but I, they look—they look good against Philly. They—they they have in their last twelve
2: weeks only one away game, and they only have like five more away games all season. So they'll,
0: they'll they be could DC much like of last, last year. year. Yeah. They, yeah,
2: make they, the they can be in like crazy good shape and like not have to be exhausted from flying halfway across the country.
1: And
0: that okay. is just so useful. I do it, It's very underrated when you're done. Sorry, when you're done. No, go go ahead. The addition of Brian Fernandez. I was skeptical of Brian Fernandez. I was a skeptical the Timbers would complete a move at all to get a DP level striker. But they did it and he now has 3 goals in 2 games for them and he had a brace this week against the Union. Is he a complete Raul, Ruby Diaz, um, a mid-season transfer, game change, season-changing transfer that we've seen in the past from other teams, like like Seattle bringing in Ruby Diaz.
2: Uh, um, I think I think so. I mean, I think he's a guy that is a proven goal scorer, and he's going to score goals. Is he going to be like this insanely? productive, Josef Martinez-style player? Probably not, but I don't think uh, Portland needs that. I think they need a guy, like a target man, to be be consistent and score goals, and then they'll they'll create around that. I mean, Val- Valeri had a very nice goal. Um, they have other people who can score, and they're pretty unselfish. That uh, I want to say it was a second goal that they were basically on a breakaway and Oh, that little uh, Tiki chaka uh, breakaway? Yeah, yeah, and Chara basically, like, could have shot, but he laid it off, and they got a, a much easier goal out of it. Like, he's going to benefit from playing with that, and, you know, the more they play with it, the better they're going to get. And I th- think he's going to, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, an absolute game-changer, season-changer, 180 degrees, but we might see him play a role in a big change in their season going forward.
0: Hi, right, Sam. What do you think?
1: I, I was really just enjoying what Jason said. What was the question?
0: Um, Brian Fernandez, you actually haven't had a chance <laughs> to talk about Brian Fernandez. I don't. Think. I have You're...
1: not. And thank you. I I was really just I was listening in, and then I was like, hold up, I need to answer this next. <laughs> <laughs> I, Jason probably hit the nail right on the head with that. But I my thing is like he's look he looks good away from home. And that, that's already a good start. Yeah. Imagine playing in front of the Timbers Army. Like, what that's going to do to him, especially after he hits his first home goal. Like,
3: yeah, I might mean, When, he, when he
0: gets to hold up that first chunk yeah. of, of log.
1: <laughs> oh, he's not going to, like, he's literally going to have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> I he still hope,
0: don't, I mean, like, he's going to look at it and be like, what is what?
1: this shit? Can I kick it? <laughs> I hope Timber Joey remembers how to cut the log. He's not going to know what he's doing. Like, he hasn't (laughs) cut a log since before uh, MLS Cup.
3: Exactly.
0: Remember they drove a fucking tree to Atlanta?
1: (laughs) Oh, that shit was so cool. I
0: know they didn't –
2: yeah, they didn't score, which was depressing, but that shit was so cool. Right. Like,
1: good for them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like mad props
2: uh, they drove a tree across the entire U.S. Jason,
0: (laughs) I do have to give you credit for that Brian Fernandez breakdown because I think – 99% of that is true. The one thing I do disagree with you on is I think he is a little bit of a season changer. I think that when you add a legitimate striker threat to that team, the play of Valeri is going to bump up. The play of Sebastian Blanco is going to bump up. And it's not going to be defenses focusing on Valeri because now they have to focus on Valeri and Blanco – and Fernandez. Oh, and Andy Polo also has had a pretty good last two weeks. Oh, and the, you know, like I think that adding him in there takes some threat away from other players and lets Valeri kind of create and do his thing and gives other players options, if that makes sense.
2: I mean, yeah, that's definitely a fair point. I just think from a standpoint like they're they're now, you know, back home. They're going back home. Yeah their season itself is changing at the same time that they kind of brought him in. And obviously he's been helping them. He has three goals in two games. Uh, Both of those games were, uh, oh, I guess one was a draw, but the other one was a win. Um, He's helping them get on track, but I think it's more of like a full team turnaround than it is getting just one player. And it's easy to say like, Oh, look at, like, if they start rattling off some wins, it'll be like, oh, they brought him in, he's scoring goals, probably if they're getting a lot of wins, he, he's the reason they're doing this. Yeah, but yeah. in my opinion, I just think it's more, they're go. there's more factors here than just getting this, you know, strike. And I'm not trying to take away anything from, from him because he's obviously a, a great player, a great striker, but I think the team itself is sort of, set up to be successful they've just had such a rough start to their season that it's it's them. I mean they started their first game like in a blizzard (laughs) and then they've had they've had to fly around the country non-stop it's it's not gonna be easy to get wins at that rate so I don't know I think that the season will be be changed and it'll be easy to point to to signing him as a, a big turnaround and I know it played a part but I don't think it it's like it's like a piece of the puzzle.
0: Got you. I, and you know what, Jason? I'm just going to leave it off there. I because like you're you're sounding very smart. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> Union, bad loss at home here for sure. They definitely had a shit ton of chances at goal. Um, Fafa Colt and Casper, I'm not going to try his last name. But they had tons of fucking chances, balls that bounced off the crossbar, balls that just skimmed over the net, or Steve Clark came up with, I think, five or six big saves in this game. Was it just one bad game, and the Union are going to go back to dominating the Eastern Conference, or is this a little bit of a, I guess, uh, trip back down to earth for the Union? Uh, Sam, I'll let you tackle that first.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't think that this is a uh, much more than a blip on the radar for the Union. I think that they've been a very, very solid team these last few weeks with a lot of really solid wins. Their last loss before this coming back against the Galaxy on Match Day Seven. So it's really it's been a while. Um, it's been you know seven seven games unbeaten or six games unbeaten, and then they lose to uh, the Timbers next game up against the two straight win Colorado Rapids, which. Hmm. In all honesty, I'm not sure I foresee them having that much trouble with them. But you never know now that Colorado's <laughs> on a winning streak. So uh but honestly I think the team looks good. They're the problem is that they lost like a number of their young players to international duty yeah. uh, with the U twenty World Cup and everything, so it's kinda tough. But I don't I don't think that they're gonna really drop off that much at all from that. But <coughs> I think they're gonna Jason, you good? You good.
0: Jason's dead. Don't worry. Isn't that- I'm good. I'm good. Don't
1: <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> yeah, worry.
0: We care about you, Jason. That's why, that's, yeah. that's
1: why we're asking. It's, a, it's all good. I'm good. I'm good. So uh, overall, I, I see the union keeping pace, keeping pace with what they've been doing. Right, Mr. Coffee. Um...
2: Yeah, I had
0: some Sounds water. like he's
1: been drinking coffee, not that he was just coughing.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I drank some water.
0: All right, Mr. Oh, Mr. Water, um what's your opinion <laughs> of the is this a uh, just a one game miscue or a uh you know something that is just a uh I guess a more larger representation of what the season might look like?
2: Um this is this is definitely a one game kind of miscue, I'd say. Um like I was saying, I think Portland's a very good team. The results haven't really shown that so far, but Philly is also a great team. It's just like two good teams came up against each other, Portland ended up winning. Um, I think sometimes when you look at a team, when you go into a game against a team that, you know, doesn't have a great record but has a lot of talent, maybe they didn't play, you know, maybe they didn't, I don't know. I don't want to say they didn't plan correctly for it, but maybe you think it's going to be easier than it ends up being. Um but overall, I mean, I think I think uh, Philadelphia's, you know, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna continue to be around the top of the East. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just like a one-game kind of kind of mistake.
0: I got you. I mean, at this point in the season, I think Philadelphia is the best team in the East. Um, but I think that maybe they were just surprised by Brian Fernandez's what he actually does on the field because there's maybe not a lot of tape on um, definitely not
2: not a lot to plan for
0: exactly so I think that maybe was an impact of it that they didn't realize how not to use the word impact again but not how how much of a of an impact Fernandez really does have on Valeri Blanco and the rest of these guys that I mentioned before but we spent a lot of time talking about the Timbers and the Union I think we all can agree the Union will be fine the Timbers are on the up and up SKC hosting Seattle Sounders Sam you want to talk about this yes or no Yes Okay Jason Yes I have nothing I really want to say about this so I'm going to let you guys just tackle it uh Sam you can go
1: Okay I um this game was it was a lot of fun to watch if you didn't watch this game live like it I am actually really sorry cuz this was this was a crazy game I mean SKC came out uh Three, three goals from Johnny Russell, but his second goal was the one to watch. He just marched through like six Seattle defenders, just not even a care in the world and slotted it home past, um, Stephen Fry. And then, you know, Seattle starts to come back, quick goal, uh, going into the second half now. Uh, Kansas City just gets one back, three, two, uh, final score, but Johnny Russell name on everyone's lips today and. Uh, as we've seen written here from Tom. Kansas City's first win since March 30th, which is just a huge deal because huge. I've been very worried about my picks for the playoffs. <laughs> <Because> Kansas City <laughs> has been looking rough. Yeah, I do have I'm to pretty give sure you this. I had them in the finals.
0: I do have to give you this. If you're looking at goal differential, SKC is one of only one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the West have a positive goal differential. So... Something to look at, and because, in my opinion, gold differential usually means whether you're a playoff team or not.
1: Isn't that, like, half the – half the? yeah, it's half the West.
0: No. Wanna... Well, I'm talking about, like, you have RSL, FC Dallas, and a lot of other teams that we've been talking about that are still in the negatives for gold differential. That's fair. SKC's still got that positive. That's all I'm saying.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, with plus one.
0: Hey, it's still positive. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm an optimist, okay?
0: Better than minus one
1: it is yeah, exactly then, then you look over at the east where montreal is in fourth place with a minus six goal difference
0: but everyone else is positive so <laughs> exactly that's going to show you where, in, where the impact are going to fall in my opinion yeah, um, yeah. jason let's see how that
2: impacts the standings oh okay, we're i love over, it we're
0: skipping over jason now
2: uh, <laughs> no
0: jason if you have anything you want to say about this game go right ahead
2: uh Oh, I just wanna go off what Sam said. First of all, Johnny Russell, what an amazing game. First love the dude. He's awesome. Um <laughs> love I,
0: the guy. He's just fantastic. Love I just want to say ever. That.
2: He he's the one like he's one of the guys in the in MLS that I, I would definitely want to have a beer with. But uh Yes. That that second goal I <laughs> I watched like four times to try and figure out how nobody touched him. Like he oh, just dude, like there's no way. <laughs> he just walked like straight through everyone. It was ridiculous. I mean, props to him for you know some nice dribbling, but he didn't even really make any particular moves. He kind of just had a few cuts and went through like four or five players and just left them all. But uh, yeah, congrats to SKC for getting a win. Um, it sucks that uh, you know they they've started the season so shaky mainly because of injuries and Beasler gets injured again, which sucks, but uh what are you gonna do?
0: Exactly. That was the only point that I was gonna um finish up this with was that Matt Beasler and Kim Kehe. Uh Kehe, That's what they are you to say I was gonna yeah. say where was it? I don't have the alcohol in <laughs> me this episode, I'm sorry. Um but, you know, they both left with injuries, so it's a big blow for both Seattle and Kansas City. Um. Let's move on, Sam. Colorado Rapids versus Columbus Crew. Yes or no?
1: God, I think I think we have to, don't we?
0: I've you say that's a yes, Jason.
2: I guess so.
0: Okay, I was gonna say yes anyway. So, Colorado. Rapids, <laughs> I knew you look, were. I don't so. even care what you said. <laughs> Colorado Rapids win three two. I didn't even
2: care what I said.
0: <laughs> over the Columbus Crew, the Rapids second straight win. Um, I mean, a great game from Tommy Smith, in my opinion. He played well defensively. Scored the first goal for Colorado. I'm pretty sure. Colorado. I don't know why I'm back on their train, baby. I'm fucking full on Colorado.
1: No, stop. Slow
0: down.
3: <laughs> All right,
0: Sam. Stop.
1: Why? Why am I stopping? I just. I don't like the. What they're doing right (laughs) now—he can't even get it out. I can't believe because I can't believe what Tom just said. What they're doing is not sustainable. There's still two wins and eight losses
2: in ten. Tom. Jonathan Lewis scored. Okay, I'm happy. Yeah, but the train doesn't have any fucking wheels or whatever the fuck trains do. Exactly.
0: We're going off the fucking track. We're just (laughs) sparking until we fucking burn out.
2: They're just, like, skidding, like, down a mountainside. Fuck yeah, baby.
1: It's not it's not sustainable. I'm just not convinced that what they're going to do is going to last this season. Hey. And, hey, I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and you can come back because, obviously, we're being recorded. And you can tell me I was wrong, but I just don't think this is going to last.
0: Uh, Jason, I know you didn't want to talk about the game, but if you have anything you want to say before I go on a
2: little bit of a, uh, rap, hype
1: train, a
0: hype train,
2: oh, man, I, I'm just going to now like filibuster the shit out of this so that you can't, yes. <laughs> sir, excuse me, I will hang up on you, <laughs> I forgot you have like, you probably have the power to be able to do that,
3: I have, I have we're nice
2: and classy here, um, <laughs> I honestly, like, good for them for getting a win, but, like, it doesn't mean shit because you still suck. It was way more fun when they couldn't get a win. I'm a fan. Like, I feel, I feel bad. Like, sorry, Rapids fans. Like, if you're listening to this and you're a Rapids fan, I'm sorry, Tom. We just lost our one viewer that's a Rapids fan. Um, well, you're
0: stupid because we don't have viewers. We're a podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, All right,
2: I'm done talking. Take it away, Tom. I'm done. Well, I'm glad I did that. Um... <laughs> Never mind. I still got more to say. <laughs> now so, you're fine. Um... <laughs> no, you're fine. Um,
0: so when Jonathan Lewis is scoring for your team, you're going to win. That's just how that goes. Uh, Colorado Rapids, if you're a fan of the Rapids and you've been waiting all season long for what many people predicted in the offseason that you were going to have this season, including myself, because I think I I I'm very far away from you know where we our predictions to start the season. You had
2: them third in the playoffs.
0: I did not have them third in, <laughs> in the West. I had them at like seven, and I think that they can hit that point, And I'm all on the rapid hype train and hop on now. No, wait, you think they can hit seventh? Just know that I'm the one leading this hype train. It's all me. Tom Sweezy, they, of, uh, I, Tom Sweezy I will, of MLS Aces is the fucking conductor of the Colorado Rapids hype train. And Jonathan Lewis is right by my side.
2: If they make the playoffs, Tom, I will gladly tell every single person I know, whether they even know who the Colorado Rapids are or not, well, they should. That, that you were the leader of this. That's fine. I'll even tell strangers on the street.
0: I also just found out the name of this episode, so we're gonna move on um we're gonna move on to the final oh, game of the week uh-huh. it was a big game jason we can talk more um mls aces darby let's, let's go with <laughs> the fire hosted nycfc and the game finished in a 1-1 draw so let's talk about the mls aces darby update if you don't know what the mls aces darby are is um sam is a dc united fan jason is a chicago fire fan i am a new york city fc fan and when <laughs> i lafc I, fucking, I, I
1: can't even get it. Well, to, to be fair, it. Jason, if that's the, we have a better chance of winning. If true, true. <laughs>
2: Actually, I would still have one point.
1: <laughs> you would. Um, I would not.
2: <laughs> uh, um, so whenever Sam team... just <laughs> had to relive
0: that
3: loss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the season-changing loss. But whenever our teams play each other, we get points with, you know, three points win, one point draw, zero point loss. And at the end of the season, I never said this on the podcast, but I texted Sam and Jason this privately. And I said I was going to buy whoever finished first a jersey because I like to be a good leader of –
2: Yeah, he texted us that. Let it be known. He texted us that while he was at like seven or six points. Well, I I thought I told you
1: guys that. New York City had like beat me down. Like, <laughs> I
2: honestly thought I told you guys that, but New York City like beat D.C. and Whatever. then like kicked him while he was
1: down. Whatever. Yep. Ever so Reminder. currently,
2: I am in for first place with four
0: games played and a total of eight points. And right now, you two I are doubt tied
1: this
0: weekend. Yeah, you two are tied. Uh, two games played each with one point but we have another rendition of the MLS Aces I'm Barbie excited Sam this weekend we'll talk about that in a second because I want to hear Jason Actually, it's mid-week. talk about Chicago Fire versus NYCFC or your takeaways from the game Jason
1: um soccer was played <laughs> that's true soccer was
2: played Uh, I mean it ended w- 1-1 I would have rather had a win <laughs> especially at home <laughs> Yeah, we were home. Um, I don't even remember how you guys scored. Oh, it was that bullshit, like, 40-yard strike. Not bullshit. It was a goal. No, yeah, okay, a, yeah, you're right, you're right. It was a, a nice goal. goal. Nice. Honestly, the fire school was probably a, a bit more bullshit than uh, New York City's. I, just a I, I w- fucking I little would. bit. I'm angry about it, but it's um, fine. <laughs> I take it you think he was offside?
0: No, I take it that it was just a bullshit fucking goal. <laughs>
1: So yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's a yes. Um, but yes, props it's fucking CJ Sapong. I mean, he can't be stopped by anyone, even uh, New York City. So,
0: hey, that ball rolled into the back of the net like just stupid. Just fucking whatever. NYCFC, we're just on an un-game, eight-game unbeaten streak, and uh, we don't lose. Jaws. Okay. So. We are going to lose this week, though, when we are going to Columbus for Zach Steffen's last game in Major League Soccer, and we'll probably just have Zach Steffen having 30 fucking saves in the game, but it's fine. Um, Dad, wait, wait, wait. Yeah.
2: There are only two teams in MLS that have one loss, and it's you and LAFC, which yeah, are two favorite teams. Exactly. You know, you guys know it. Damn. That pisses me off a little.
0: Maybe you guys should just be fans of better teams. I don't know what to tell you.
2: We ain't plastic.
0: Ooh. What? the? I don't know what the fuck you just said. All I heard was plastic <laughs> and then ooh. <laughs> Never mind. Let's right. just continue. We're going to move on. Um, <laughs> final little part of the show here. Games to watch out for next week. Um, Sam, I, you have a game that sticks out to you. It can be from this list that I have on the notes. It doesn't have to be. I'm just there. are just what? suggestions. Suggestions. Sam. Well, Sam also just typed in on Skype that he can't <laughs> hear us, so that's fine. We're gonna move on. Jason, how about you? Uh,
2: um, I mean, I already said earlier Portland hosting LAFC is um definitely um my game to watch. Obviously, I mean LAFC has been you know flying high. Portland opening up their stadium. I think. Portland could sneak away with a win here. I really do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think th- their first game at home is going to be absolutely huge, and it's going to be something that's you know it's going to be exciting to see, especially with the beautiful new stadium—not new stadium, but new additions to the stadium opening up. Um, We talked a little bit about the crew hosting NYCFC. I think it's going to be a fucking shit show. We have another edition of the MLS Aces Derby with DC hosting Chicago midweek. So I think that's tomorrow probably. So check that out to see who is the winner between Jason and Sam. And then lastly, um, I'm going to be down in DC this weekend. I'm going to be first time down in uh dc with the brand new stadium they're hosting san jose so i get to see my favorite team play uh sam's favorite team and sam won't be there and i'm very upset about that but it's i'm okay. very
1: upset about it too
0: oh you're back hey sam. oh
1: sam i showed back up hey guys hey, hey, i don't man. know what happened it just like went like dead on me twice
0: sam did you have huh. a team or a game that uh you're looking forward to
1: yeah so like the, for the game tomorrow or today for those of you who are listening day one um, I will say Philadelphia and Colorado. I think that'll be really good. Colorado,
0: rapid type train,
1: uh, riding, riding that uh, two-game uh, winning streak, and Philadelphia is uh, looking to come back after that game against uh, Portland. And the rest of the week, I, I think Dallas and Seattle on Saturday is going to be really good. So that's, that's my game to watch.
0: Hi, right. and uh, I mean my last thing I want to say is if you are in DC and you know you want to you want to get drunk with me after the game or before the game, because I plan on watching champions league before the game, then I'm going to be around and I'm going to be drinking. So that's just my, it's my plan. Um, you guys have anything else you want to say before I close out the show with some mad read? Oh, sir. Jason?
2: Uh, no, I'm all good.
0: Okay. Well, I want to thank you two for podcasting with me today. Cause it's been a good episode. It's been a fun episode and I'm happy we could, um, bring about the Colorado Rapids hype train And I also want to thank our sponsor, Golden Gold Press. They are the best choice for you to get your custom shirts, hats, mugs, and any other item for yourself, for your organization, for your team, for your mother, father, whoever else. Um, Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of any other place at goldengoldpress.com. And I also want to thank Roughneck Scarves. They're the official scarf supplier to Major League Soccer, USL, um and u.s soccer u.s women's national team that they're coming up so make sure you go over to roughneckscarves.com to get yourself a us wnt uh jersey i'm mean, inside not jersey scarf because that's what they do they're roughneck scarves duh um jason and i oh, actually roughneck
1: jerseys. <laughs>
0: jason you and i spent about what 30 minutes after last episode just on roughneck scars oh um, yeah just that was looking, enjoyable just looking at scars and saying "Ooh, i like that
2: one." Ooh, i like that one it was surprisingly no purchases were made but you That's know a, a lot was put in the cart if that yeah oh my
0: god a lot of future <laughs> purchases are definitely lined up and a lot i sent over a lot of pictures to my <laughs> girlfriend I like, buy me this scarf, babe. Yeah, I was like, hey, if you know, uh, my birthday is in November, so if you want to get me a gift now for November, you know, that works. We don't <laughs> <laughs> Uh Well, this has been episode 105 of the MLS Aces Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Jason, Sam, thank you for podcasting. And make sure you listen to the full press podcast on Friday where the three of us are going to talk uh US Women's National Team World Cup preview and I'm excited.
2: And a little Champions League. And a little Champions League, well.
0: Champions
3: League too? Yeah,
0: sorry. I forgot about that and I just said I'd be drunk for it. But it's fine. Whatever. <laughs>